Hello and welcome to another episode of Father and Joe. I'm Joe Rocky here with Father Boniface Hicks. And Father, in our last episode, we discussed the fruits of the spirit, the fruits of what our goals ought to be. And one of the things that I have always been ponderous of, um, and it's it's not something I actually think I've seen in the gospel, but it's ended at the end of some versions doing a rosary, which is, I don't even know if it's a prayer. It's, it's a sentence that says, may we be, be made worthy of the promises of Christ. And that is something that it's always the last thing said whenever you're, whenever you're doing that certain type of rosary. And I know it's designed to make you think because that's at least that's what it's doing to me. And there's two parts of that that get in my mind. The first was, well, what does I need to do to be worthy? And hopefully that's what the last episode articulated a little bit. The, the list of, of fruits of the spirit are what to look for. And again, going back to that episode, not focusing on building those roots, but building the healthy tree that can create the fruits. And what I wanted to get into there was it's one of these things with the faith that I don't know. It, it's one of those like tension points that you talk about a lot where I'm just like, not totally sure like how to feel all about it because on the one hand we talk about things like the Beatitudes and how God is constantly forgiving, constantly want us to, to be inviting to us to come and be better. Um, and so forgiving, but on the other hand, there clearly is the, if you don't show up and perform, there's going to be a problem. <laughs> So there, there's a tension in there, and really, I guess this is a, a, a very complicated thought that I have not figured out how to streamline at all. So I apologize to everyone for me kind of weaving in the road here. But where I'm trying to understand in my own personal journey of this is when we talk about the promises of Christ and the unification, I've always assumed it would be heaven. Uh, but obviously in the Our Father, we're, our job is to bring heaven here on earth. And the ways that we do that is things like having a healthy tree that can bring the fruits of the Spirit here with us. But we seldom talk about the what happens if you don't do that. Because you see people that from the outside in, again, it's, it's, it's not always profitable putting your spotlight on someone else. But we are uh, people... Because uh, I think this is a human being thing that gauge things relative to others. So, for instance, what I mean by that is when I look around compared to other guys my age, I feel like I don't look unhealthy. But when I go to do a blood test, I failed it across the board. Like, relatively speaking, looking at my eyes, like, oh, I'm doing pretty good. But in, when you actually look at hard reality, not really. So, when I bring this up in the spiritual context, because I don't think this is like high school where we get judged on a curve, uh, for, for lack of a better way of trying to put this here. And I feel that many people can get caught into that trap so naturally of, well, at least I'm not that bad. At least I'm better than most of these people here and could be completely missing the boat. And again, Kind of where I am in my physical example here. I look like I'm healthier than everyone else, but that's all my blood says. So I, I want to 
try to, to talk about that because I think you understand what I'm saying here from a spiritual context. And I don't think I'm the only person who's ever had this question before. <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah, well, it's a, uh, and, and let me know if I, if I miss something, uh, but I think the, uh, you know, a, uh, and an important thing is to be sort of in the process. I really like, um, I was at Seek the first week of January and um, uh, Monsignor, Monsignor Shea gave, a, gave an excellent keynote. Um, I didn't hear a lot of the talks at Seek. I heard his talk. I thought it was excellent. I'm told by people later, it was, he knocked it out of the park compared to everything else there. So um, if you're going to look up the talks for Seek and uh, check out Monsignor Shea's uh, keynote, really did an excellent job. But <clears throat> one of the things he said is the only way to lose is by giving up. Because Christ has won the victory for us, the one thing we need to do is persevere. The one thing we need to do is not give up and he'll carry us the distance. So I just want to say that up front. Um, it's uh, the the only way that that the that the enemy lose uh, the enemy wins is if we give up, if we stop reaching out, if we stop asking for help, if we stop uh, crying out for Christ and and receiving His forgiveness and His healing and His mercy. And <clears throat> so, so I think that's really important to recognize because that's that doesn't follow through with the physical analogy, you know. If your blood's bad, uh, and, I, and I hope it's not too bad, Joe. Um, it's just got to change the way I eat type thing. <laughs> you know, <the> eat <laughs> better, exercise more. I got you. So, you know, I mean, if that's bad, like eventually you're, uh, the, the physical is, it doesn't matter how good you look. If the blood's bad, you're going to die. You know, it's not going to make it. Um, and whereas in the spiritual a lot of things can be bad, but if the one thing that you hold on to is perseverance, that you don't give up on God, that you don't give up on yourself, that you keep beginning again, that'll carry you the distance. So I just want to say that um, there's never a reason for despair. That's another way to say it. No matter how bad things are, it's not too late. So, so that's really, really good news. That's mm -hmm. profoundly good news. The same is not true with, you know, the blood or the cancer or the, you know, a lot of other kind of physical diagnoses or, you know, the diagnosis around your business. It's like, there is a point of no return. <laughs> there, mm -hmm. there is a way that things can, the debt can pile up. The problems can be so bad. You can get so far behind in school that you can't catch up. In other areas of life, there is a reason to give up. There is a reason for despair in that sense, that there's no hope of this getting better. That's never true in the spiritual life. So I think it's a really important distinction to make. Uh, mm -hmm. Having said that, as we're plugged in, okay, I got that father. I'm never giving up. No matter what happens, I'm, I'm pushing through. Now, how do I know that I'm still making progress? How do I know that I'm still taking steps? How do I not get um, uh, fall under an illusion that things look good from the outside and so they must be good? And that's, uh, you know, where we we are paying attention to our hearts and those, those fruits of the Holy spirit are, are certainly a great indication of that. Um, uh, and, and a, a way to look at that is uh, 
Well, we could ask a, a question then, and I really like this way of even approaching the sacrament of confession because it's a related question. What do I need to confess? What should I confess? What's appropriate to confess? What can I confess in a way that will be helpful for my spiritual growth? And then we want to say, well, what's getting in the way of your relationship with God? So that's a useful way to approach it. Um, when do you not look like a saint? That's a useful way to approach it. Um, sometimes our ideas of what a saint is need to be adjusted a little bit, but it's a good starting point. When do I not look like a, a saint? Well, when I'm, you know, blowing up on uh, my, uh, my, my colleague or when I'm blowing up on my spouse or when I'm, you know, okay, that doesn't look terribly holy. So, Let's, uh, let's look at that. And, you know, by the way, the fruit of peace is certainly gentleness, self-control. There are a number of things that are missing there to evaluate it according to the fruits. Um, you know, maybe it's, uh, maybe I have a lot of, of anxiety around something and I say, you know, I, I, I feel like a saint would be more peaceful about these things. Uh, what, what could I do about that? And I just was teaching my, my spiritual direction class last night, that is to say, uh, the night before we're doing this recording. And and we were reading an article by Alison Cook that I really recommend on uh, handling anxiety. She has a, uh, a blog and podcast and books, and she's a marvelous person. It's chapter 10 of her book, Boundary and the Boundaries for the Soul. But she uh, she talks about anxiety. Now, the the thing we don't want to do is is uh, judge and condemn that part of us. So we can we can note. Oh, all right, so this is just like the anger, you know, blowing up on somebody. This is doesn't look very holy. Maybe this anxiety doesn't look very holy. So what do I do about it? I don't get angry at it. I I look at it with some curiosity, some gentleness. What's it doing there? A lot of times, it's trying to prevent something from happening. It's picking up on something. It was also a great part of Monsignor Shea's talk. He started out saying, you know, there's a lot of people with depression, anxiety, um, and, and we're tempted to say, well, there are all of these things, you know, wrong with them. They're doing this thing wrong. Well, maybe they're actually picking up on what a train wreck society is. Maybe they're actually sensitive to the amount of evil that's out there, the, the shredded relationships. And he, he went on and listed a number of things that are like, you know, there's reasons to be anxious about these things. It's not just irrational. Um, but what's, what's underneath that? Now, this is departing from Monsignor Shea, going back to Alison Cook, what's, what's underneath that? And, and can we ask that anxiety, maybe the anxiety, what's it, what's it moving us to do? Well, it's moving me to, like, I just got to plan everything. I got to know everything that's going to happen. I need to know every minute of every day. And if I can get a little distance from that, and I can say, well, there's a part of me that needs to know that. And then if I ask that part, what are you afraid is going to happen if you don't know every minute of every day? And a lot of times that then bubbles up the fear of, well, things could go terribly wrong. I could end up hurting somebody. I might fail at something. Okay, now we're getting into where there's a, there's a fear that's driving this that's worth looking at. And sometimes I can bring that fear into relationship with, uh, with another person uh, or, or in relationship with God and say, you know, I can hear the Lord say, e even if you fail at everything, I love you. We're going to make it through this. Remember, Father Boniface said, all you have to do is not give up. You're, you're in no danger of that. You're doing fine. So sometimes we can then 
we can find what's kind of driving these things. Now, I just went down a, a whole pathway there, but just to say back to the surface again, um, you know, what's, what's interfering with my relationship with God? What are the things in my life that don't look like the things that a saint would do? And that would be the contrapositive from all of those uh, fruits of the Holy Spirit. Where am I not loving, not gentle, not patient, not kind, not generous, not self-controlled, uh, not uh, gentle? You know, where where are those things in my in my life? And then, you know, again, we can we can start to pull apart why where why are those things that way, and and how can we maybe let the Lord into those areas of our life a bit more? Yeah, so many thoughts came out of that. Um, First off, in terms of not wanting to or having barriers in your relationship with God, you know, there's so many different analogies I could draw to this. But I think ultimately the the one that's coming through clearest to my mind as I'm thinking this through is if you've ever been in a room that has an intense bright light that has columns in it, you can go behind one of the columns and be in a spot of the shade. And there might be, depending on how bright the light is, actually can be an intense darkness in that spot. One of the cool things with physics. Um, But how many of us just want to be close to it where I don't want to be pure in the the brightest spot, but I want to be in a spot where some of my activities, I want to hide just like a child. Like, you know, something's wrong whenever your kids got quiet. Um, like if they're upstairs being loud, you're more okay with it than they're upstairs being quiet. Um, for parents of kids of a certain age, you know what I'm talking about. Um, and I, I look at that and say, those activities that you want to keep in the shadows, those are probably the starting points of figuring out, well, then why am I keeping them in my life? If our whole goal ultimately knows that being in the light of God is what's going to make things better. And as we're approaching the sacrament of of confession here, it's those are the things I'm trying to hide are most important or or what's really the barrier. Um, You know, there ought to be just take me as I am. And in any pure relationship, that's what it is. Your anxieties being one of those things in the list, your, your quirks that you have that really are probably amoral at the end of the day for most of us when we think about it, you know, so you run like a duck foot instead of straight line. Like that doesn't really matter. You know, there's no moral thing behind it. It's just the way that you developed in walking, whatever. Um, But for some people, things like that are barriers that we think we need to hide. And then once we get in that habit of thinking there's something that we should hide, it just becomes so much easier to put more and more there. And I think going along with what you were saying, as far as long as we don't give up, as long as we are willing to say the whole point of the Beatitudes, of being with God, of not giving up, is because he is forgiving. And he is calling us to be closer to him and to to be willing to be shown. And to a degree, there's courage there. Um, Absolutely, courage is part of that. But also just thinking about what is it that I'm trying to hide in the shadow? What is it that I don't want to be seen about me and why? And the and a thing is, is that our brains get so much sensory input in them at any given second. It's impossible to process at all. So to a degree, what you do respond to 
subconsciously or consciously, it's kind of a miracle in what was selected in the first place. Like there's just so much data out there and that's what your senses brought in. So when you do something that might be a little, not the way you thought it would be, like, like I, I don't know why I just keep scratching my beard or I fiddle with my glasses or whatever, you know, your, your brain's picking up things that might be for a relationship with someone else that you're seeing. You can't really identify why. And in some way, not to, to try to go down this weird rabbit hole here, but in some ways I feel like that is God living through you in a way you don't even realize because you picked up on this cue instead of another, which caused your brain to have you act in one way or another. And obviously we have the ability to train ourselves and, and, and be different um, and be more perspective of the way someone does their eye movement changes or something like that. But in general, none of these reactions are inherently wrong. They're just little quirks that for whatever reason we don't like about ourselves. And I think that that's something to not be afraid of and not want to hide and to really analyze ourselves from a perspective of someone who wants to love us unconditionally as a starting point. Why am I hiding something at all? And if I am hiding something, what is it? And and how can we analyze that? So so when you talk about what's the barriers of the relationship you have with God, you know, that that would be the starting point with me to kind of do that exercise and think about that's where I'm at. So Father, I, I apologize for talking so much here at the end of the episode. I want to give you a chance to, to conclude and send people off to a great week. No, I love those things that you're saying, Joe, about, um, you know, just kind of paying attention. And I think the more that we can do that with, uh, with a little curiosity, it's, it's, uh, you know, why, I appreciate the way we've approached this without saying, you know, you don't have peace. You're bad. <laughs> That's uh, not the, not the approach to this. Uh, or like, you know, I've got a little twitch in my eye. I remember being with a priest friend of mine who's really tuned into his body and, and he's like, huh, my eye just started twitching. I wonder what that means. And uh, I should pay attention to that. It's like, oh, good. Wow. He's really tuned in. Um, you know, just asking those questions with a little bit of curiosity and compassion. I like to use those those two words in particular. Just wondering, wondering, wonder why that is. And then sometimes we can discover, God, wow, I'm, it's because I'm actually carrying a lot of a lot of stuff. I'm carrying a lot of responsibility, and I, I'm maybe carrying some things that don't belong to me. Um, carrying responsibility for other people's problems. And anyway, as we tune into ourselves, we might see, yeah, there's some adjustments that I could. I could make there and that'll help me to live a, a holier and, and more peaceful life. So. Yeah. And I love that, especially the part about curiosity. I, I, I firmly believe that curiosity is the key that opens so many relationships, possibly more than anything else. I think it's the skeleton key of all of the things you could have in your life. Just being curious naturally makes you connect. It's just a cool little thing to, to put out there so we hope that everyone has enjoyed this episode we do thank you immensely again i feel like i say this every time i look at the stats we broke our all-time high again last month we thank you all for being with us sharing us the reviews are coming in again even if you do a star review not necessarily even a written one it goes a huge way we thank you all for doing it and helping us continue to grow we will be with you again next week <laughs>